The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is the Patron Silver Ranch Water. Now, our ingredients for today are 1.5 ounces of Patron Silver, 0.75 ounces of lime juice, 7 ounces of sparkling water of your choice, and 0.75 ounces of citron orange liqueur, which is optional. So we're going to take a Collins glass and fill it with ice. We're going to add our Patron and lime juice, and we're going to top it off with our sparkling water. Now, if you want to add the orange liqueur, which is optional, you can after you top it off with the sparkling water. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. The Patron Silver Ranch Water. Enjoy. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever lied. If you wanna run, just tell me now, Bunny and Clyde. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying it's been a minute guys um last last episode uh season four's episode one was amazing i was really really excited to do the visual side of it it took a lot of planning preparation i had a small get together i wanted to make it a moment i invited certain people over so that they could share this moment with me and um we really, really, really had a good time. And I really do appreciate everybody that showed up. I appreciate um, Michelle, Demita, and Farrah for joining me 
on my very first episode of season four. We had a really, really good time. A lot of laughs. It was very organic. It was the conversations were very, very organic and very, very natural. There was no script. Uh, we didn't follow along anything. The normal structure that I normally have kind of went out the door. Um, and overall, it was a very, very good experience. Um, since then, I have been learning how to edit and do some things um, for the visual side of this podcast. Season four's episode one is now, now, <laughs> available to watch on the YouTube channel. So please make sure you subscribe to the Wetlock Chronicles podcast YouTube YouTube channel. It took me a month to try to put all this stuff together. Um, we had three cameras going at the same time. I have a great camera guy. You know, we've been trying to figure out what footage to put together, how to put this together, how to piece that together. And it's been a, a very interesting growing process and learning process. So now the season four episode one is officially available on YouTube. I also made sure that I dropped some clips and some behind the scene things to lead up to the actual dropping of the full and uncut episode. It's about two hours long, guys. If you heard the audio side of it, it's a part one and a part two because it was a very, very long episode. Um, some things that I do have to tweak. Of course, my sound was very airy and echoey because I literally turned a part of my house into my studio. And I am about one or two items off from having everything totally 100% completed. I'm waiting for my Wetlock Chronicles um, actual neon logo sign to come in. And once that comes, I'll be back on doing the visual side. I have um I have an area now where I will do the same little small vlog videos that go on YouTube. So I have just been putting everything together to try to get it as perfect as possible, what's perfect as possible to me. And it's been a learning process. It really, really has. It's been very, very fun. It's been very, very interesting. Um and I as I said before, now I see why a lot of these podcasts that do the visual side, why they don't their episodes drop once a month because it really takes that long to put all these things together. As I said in the very first episode when I started this podcast, that as time goes on, I'm going to get better. I'm going to keep trying to bring entertaining content. And it's the same thing with the visual side. That was the very first visual episode, full episode. Um, And as time goes on, it will get better and better and better. And I really just had a really, really good time. I did get a lot of feedback from you guys. I appreciate it. As I always say, the constructive criticism, I do not shy away from it. I had a few people saying they felt like they was listening to a love and hip hop episode versus my traditional um, episodes. And I could see that. I could totally 100% see that because we were just being organic. We were just having a good time. Um, we totally went off script of what I normally would talk about. The structure really wasn't how um, I normally would have it, but it was organic and it was natural. And in order for me to figure out how I really want things to be, this is the process that I have to go through. Same thing with the visual side. If, I mean, the audio side. If you've been listening to Wetlock Chronicles podcast from day one, 
You see, I've added certain content. I've taken away certain content. I try to add more interesting elements and and topics to to the episode as the cheat as the seasons um continue on. So it's a learning process. It's really trying to figure out how you want your show to be structured, um, for the duration of how how however long you're gonna do your actual show. Even today, even today, I normally have everything down on paper my topic um at one at which point am i going to insert an ad or 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 what am what what are my segments going to be about how i'm going to break down the segments today i just decided i'm just going 100% freestyle it because i have so much that you guys need to catch up on so Today is different. Today is different. This is just me going to talk straight through this actual episode. Yes, I'm going to have my little ads and my little commercials and things like that. But there's so much that I have to share with you guys. But I really, really, really wanted to talk about the actual season four episodes, episode one, and the experiences that I had. It was a great time. I had a wonderful spread. Um... We had a great, a great laughs, great drinks, everything. If you watch Drink Champs, Drink Champs is one of my favorite podcasts, and I, I, I take little pieces of that show, and I, I try to pull it into mine because it's so entertaining to me. Although we're not, I'm not talking about entertainment or having interviews with artists and things like that. The element, the entertaining side of it is what I really, 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 really like. So I I try to pull from a lot of different ideas from other podcasts, which that's pretty much probably what everyone does, to try to figure out my lane, where I want to be in this situation. So it was a test run. It was a trial run. It was the first episode, and it's going to get better as time goes on. The one thing that I've learned the most is that it definitely takes time to put these episodes together visually. Um, October 7th was when I filmed it. As you see, I told November 7th was when I officially dropped it. So it takes a minute to put all this visual stuff together. It takes a minute to kind of edit and find the different clips that you want to post. And I'm very, very hands-on and it's something that I wanted to learn how to do myself. I have a great camera guy. Greg is great. That is my nephew. Greg is amazing. Um, he worked three of the three cameras at one time. So trying to pull footage from these three different cameras and figure out which one we're going to use. It's actually, actually a lot, but I taught myself how to do this podcast. I taught myself how to engineer it. I taught myself how to do beats. I taught myself how to put this show together. So it's nothing for me to figure out how to do this visually. Um, and it's been fun. It's really, really been fun. A lot of tweaking that I have to do, um, because I turned, you know, I have a home studio. I have to get my sound together. It was very airy and echoey. I have hardwood wood floors throughout my house. So it's the sound bouncing off the walls and the floor and different things like that. Things that I probably would have never even thought about um, before I got into this actual industry. So a little tweaking has to be done. I'm just waiting for my um, neon sign, my logo neon, neon sign to come up. 
um, so that I can go ahead and put that up and maybe one or two other little things that has to be tweaked and I will be back doing the visual side. I'm still going to be doing my little vlogs um, because I had to get an area for that as well. So season four, episode one was fun. It was fun. I got to see the things that I didn't like, that I do like, things that I want to improve on. Um, just like the audio, just like the audio that I've gone through for almost two years with this show. So, again, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out Season 4's Episode 1. It's two hours long, guys. I know it's long. If you notice, I had to break up the audio side and do a part one and a part two because it was a lot for somebody to listen to a whole two-hour show for one episode. I mean, I haven't gotten to that level where people want to just really sit and listen to something for two hours straight because I do it with other people's podcasts, but I feel like I'm not at that point just yet. And I'm not taking anything away from myself, but two hours is a very, very long time, especially when I felt like the content wasn't where I really, really needed it to be to grab the attention of my listeners for two entire hours. So I broke it up in two parts, part one and part two. The visual side will make sense to the audio side. Once you watch it, you'll see the conversations a little bit better. So make sure you check it out. Honestly, guys, it'll make so much sense when you watch it. Um, But for those of you who have listened and continue to listen, I really, really do appreciate you guys so, 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 so much. I am so sorry it took me um a month to kind of throw out another episode in between time. But <laughs> your girl has been going through it, okay? It has been so much that has gone on in this past month that I felt like I was in a rent cycle. Even today, <laughs> I was like, I have to stop what I'm doing and I have to drop this episode um, because it's just been so much. It has been so much that has happened within the past 30 days. Um, outside of me trying to edit season four, episode one, figure out how to make you know, that possible, what I wanted to use, what I didn't want to use. I end up getting sick three days after I did the taping of season four, episode one. I was sick for about 13 days straight. Um, Weather changing, call it what you want to. I had a, a acute bronchitis infection and I just went from bad to worse. It was a hard 12 days. It might have been 13 or 14. It might have been a total of two weeks. But it was it was a hard two weeks that I went through. Um, I lost my voice by day three or four, I believe. I struggled to talk the rest of the way. Um, if you know anything about bronchitis, it's basically a respiratory infection. So everything about me was coughing, coughing, coughing. I will wake up in the middle of the night in tears because I couldn't get a good night's rest because I would be coughing so much. The coughing became so painful. So I went through it for those two weeks right after season four, episode one taping. That knocked me out the game for like two weeks. 
right after <laughs> I started getting a little bit better, I got a phone call from my husband telling me that he was going to the shoe. And guys, um, I, I felt like he was getting sentenced all over again. And if it doesn't make sense to you by me saying this, let me break it down for you. Going into the shoe, which is considered solitary confinement, so to speak, means that there's no phone calls, there's no visits, um, any trouble that he could possibly get in affects whether he stays where he is, whether he gets shipped back to where he came from. He can possibly um, lose different perks like visitation, um, good time. A lot is on the line when you are put into that discipline, disciplinary type of situation. And so when he first told me, everything just spiraled out of control in my mind. Um, And I cried. I broke down and I cried so bad because I was upset. I was hurt. I was disappointed. And all I could just think about was what all he had to lose. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know I go see my husband once a week. Once a week, every Monday. Visitation Monday. Visitation Monday is what I've been talking about since he got to where he is. It's a blessing that he is less than two hours away. Um, and I make sure that I'm there once a week. Um, because it's a it took our relationship to a different level, you know, not being able to see him during COVID, okay, COVID restricted everything, stopped everything. Um after COVID, once he got sentenced, he went from being transferred to three different places. Um, every time he had to transfer to a new place, he had to be in quarantine for 14 days. Um, the first two and a half years going on three years was rough. I did not get to see him that entire time. So when he got to this camp, it was a blessing to be able to see him once a week. And I wanted to make sure that I got to see him once a week. It was something that I felt like was a major, major stepping stone for our relationship. You know, we went through the phone calls and, and the letters and having to juggle 500 minutes a month between myself, his family, his kids, and then to finally be able to see him and have to travel less than two hours. Um, I knew I was going to be there once a week. I knew that I needed that support as well. So to think about that being taken away, it was just painful. To think about possibly him being shipped back to Kentucky, which is six, seven, six to eight hours away, which means that I'm only going to be able to see him once a month. If that, if I get busy, if I have cake orders and things like that, that's going to derail my visits. But to top it off, what if he lose visits for a whole year and is shipped away? So it was so many things to factor in and I just felt like I was back in court and he got his sentence. I just broke down and I cried. I was so hurt. 
I was so sad. Um, <clears throat> and I tried to keep my composure when I talked to him, but I couldn't. Of course, he didn't want me to cry. He didn't want to hear me cry, but I was just broken up. I was really, really broken up. So to go from being sick um, to have this man making sure that I was okay in every way possible that he could from where he was, this is my everyday. This is my support system. This is the person that I talk to when I'm not feeling good, when I'm doubting stuff, you know, so we we are each other's everything in, in a lot of different scenarios and i went from being sick to him feeling helpless to now telling me that he's going into the shoe and i won't be able to talk to him for 30 days i won't be able to see him it's a possibility he might get shipped away it's a possibility oh it was just devastating to me um then there was a glimpse of light that came through when he said that his unit manager said that he could still get visits up until his disciplinary hearing, which was, you know, which would be in two weeks. And I immediately was like, okay, I am going to go see this man as many times that I can um, during visitation hours, just in case the worst case scenario happens. Um... And that exact day that I thought of that as well, he wanted me to bring his kids to him. Now, for all of you guys that's been listening and know what's going on, you know that that has been a major, major um, obstacle within our relationship. I do not, I do not or did not have a relationship with his kids at all due to a lot of things that took place within his other relationships and, and baby mamas and just different things like that. So me coming in, I'm the new girlfriend, I'm the new fiance, I'm the new wife and things like that. Um, it was still feelings involved in other places. And as a woman, I had to understand and I had to respect that. So I was okay with him coming home and then trying to work on and build on those things when it came to, to me and him and his kids. I respected it. I stayed away from it. Um, and I left it alone. I took one of his daughters for Father's Day for the very first time so she could see her dad because she hadn't seen her dad since 2019. And it turned into a bit, so it turned into drama. Not for me, not for me, but one of his exes that has a relationship with her felt some type of way, not his, not the, not her mama, but an ex felt some type of way and it put a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to put myself in this situation because I know me. It'll go left for me really, really quick. Um, his second baby mama at the time, you know, really did not want me around her kids, period, point blank. And guess what? I can respect that. And I'm cool with that too. So I stayed away from that type of drama until he figured out what he needed to figure out. Um, as a woman, I have no kids. I don't know what that feels like, but as I tell any and everybody, when my best friend, um, kids dad went to prison, I saw how a lot of things went for her. And I didn't want to be a female that took any other female through what I watched my best friend go through. 
So I just feel bad. I completely feel bad. As long as I'm not being disrespected, long as, you know, it's understood what I, my position is and everybody understands that position, I'll wait till you come home. But this situation that happened changed everything. Um, He wanted me to bring his kids. And I put behind everything that I felt at that moment because I did feel as if in the beginning of our relationship, I had I, I had a run I had a I'm not gonna say a run in, but I had a incident that happened with one of his baby mamas and I felt completely disrespected. So I washed my hands of the situation, period, point blank. Um and it put a bad taste in my mouth from that day forward. I had a bad taste in my mouth about this ex girlfriend, so for me, it's best that I remove myself from any type of situation that's going to cause me any type of drama because I don't do the drama and I don't do the messy and I definitely don't do the disrespect. But this situation changed everything. He wanted me to bring his kids. And honestly, this is my man. This is my husband. I love him. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to hold him down. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put all this shit to the side because this man need to see his kids. If worst case scenario happens and they ship him away from here, he won't be able to see his kids until he come home because traveling with kids, let's be realistic, traveling with kids six, seven, eight hours away is expensive. That's expensive. So I already knew like, okay, we got to put all this bullshit to the side and, and we got to make it for these kids because these kids going to need to see their dad and their dad needs to see their kids. So, um, I had to put my big, my, my big girl draws on my, my, my woman, my woman and wife draws on and just say, okay, what do I need to do? Um, I reached out to both his kids, mom, we had very, very respectful um, communication back and forth. And we set everything up and that's that's what it was. So last weekend was the first weekend that I actually took off all, all three of his kids. And let me explain. My husband has three daughters, but he also has another daughter who's not his daughter, if that makes any sense. Um, his last kid, his last daughter's mom has another daughter and she's been in his life for, you know, since they were together. I want to say she was, I don't know how old she was when he came into the mom's life, but he considers that her daughter, she considers that her dad. And I commend him for that because it's a beautiful situation when you do have people that step up in the stepfather or stepmom's position and love your kids like their own and treat them like they're your own. So I took three of his kids um, to go see him last Saturday. And... um. It was very interesting. It was very interesting. Um, they were super, super excited to see him. He was super, super excited to see them. Um, just to be able to get around them. You know, I'm not going to front. You know, I, I'm i very glad that this process has started to happen. 
because these kids are a part of him, are a part of who he is. And I'm I'm very grateful to the mothers that they put everything to the side just like I did and allowed me to really start being a part of these kids' life. Because I know it's hard and difficult for, for all parties involved because it's new for the kids, it's new for me, it's new for the, the kids' mom, and different things like that. So last weekend, I took them on a Saturday to go see their dad. I think we had a very, very good time. You know, I'm a sucker for kids, so... We did the McDonald's, you know, we did the Starbucks, we we went and stopped and got candy. You know, we had we had an all-out blowout that Saturday. Um they had such a good time that they wanted to come back the following weekend. So I decided, I said, well, since he has these two weeks that he can have these visits, you know, just in case. I want to make it special for both him and his kids. So I told them, I said, you know what? Next weekend, we'll do a whole, we'll make a whole weekend about it. And they wanted to do a girl's day and all these different things that they wanted to do too. So I said, we'll just turn it into a weekend. I said, next weekend, I'll pick you guys up early, early Saturday. We'll go to visitation and we'll just spend the night out of town. We'll get a hotel room. We'll have dinner. We'll have a girl's spa day. We'll just make an event out of it. And that's exactly what we did. That's exactly what we did. Um, So this past weekend, I picked them up on Saturday and... We had a whole girls' day. We went to the nail salon. Everybody got manicures and pedicures. Um, we had dinner. Next morning, we went to visitation. You know, we I took them everywhere they wanted to go. We had a really, really good time. We did some, you know, we went into a few stores here and there. And, you know, kids, they're going to pick up stuff everywhere you go. And I just can remember telling him, like, babe, kids are expensive. <laughs> like, and it was three of them. So it's four people, but with including myself, that um cost for the whole weekend. And I didn't mind because it was for them, it was for him. And um it was new. It was very, very new to me. Now, <laughs> the downside to it. The downside to it is that I realized again, as I said before, when my best friend's kids dad went to prison for eight years, I saw firsthand how things get messy. I saw firsthand how having another woman in his life and, you know, them his kids being incorporated in that situation and a lot of times without her knowing. And it was just a lot of different things that I witnessed. And I knew when I got in this situation, I didn't want to take any other woman through that. But also I didn't want to take myself through that. Um, if, if who I was, was not going to be respected. Um, Kids say the darndest things. Kids say the darndest things. If you want to know what's really going on and how people really feel, these kids going to tell you. So I had a few incidents where the kids start asking me different questions about me and him. I had a few instances where the kids made different comments and references to, to what their moms had said to them. Because kids are sponges. They're going to repeat stuff. They're going to repeat stuff. And a lot of times people say different things because they want these things to be said. So 
I had a few moments in between those two weekends where I was kind of like side eyeing and one particular time I really got really, really pissed off. Um, but I had to remember these are kids, you know what I'm saying? These are kids and I don't, I don't do the kid games. I don't discuss grown people issues and situations with kids never have, never will. Um, and I don't take out on kids how I'm really feeling about certain things because I know what's really going on. Um, my husband in 2006, while he was incarcerated, um, he got into a situation with a woman. I'm not going to get off into what she did, where she worked or anything like that, but he got into a situation with a woman and they quote unquote got married while he was incarcerated. ladies self-care is so important now more than ever that's why when it comes to my skincare i use clean rituals complete serum the benefits are impressive clean rituals keeps your skin smooth reduce signs of aging gives you that radiant look most of all maintains healthy looking skin i love this serum guys and trust me you will too aging is a fact of life Looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. Now, of course, unbeknownst to me, I did not know him on that level at that point in my life. Once me and him started communicating and talking about things and we started learning about things and, and, and telling each other stuff that went on in our life, this situation came up. But what he also said to me, too, was that I don't really think I officially got married. So it went in one ear and out of the other. I still had no plans in this relationship like that. You know what I'm saying? This is just us just talking about our past, who we done been with, who we done dealt with and things like that. So I really had no stock into the situation as he was telling me. Push forward to us getting to that serious moment, us talking about getting married. And these were conversations we were having because we were ready to do this when he came home. My husband the whole entire time has been very, 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 um, straightforward with saying, I don't want to get married in prison. I don't want a prison wedding. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, because of the nature of the situation, he kind of felt like a, he really didn't even understand what a marriage was at the time. He was a kid. Okay. A kid that went to prison at 15. And I want to say this marriage took place maybe when he was 20 or 21 or something like that. I, I can't really do the math, but, um, he really didn't understand the nature of what a marriage was and what was really going on. When he was released and came home, this person that he was quote unquote married to, their relationship did not really last that long. I want to say he might have been there for a month and left. In his mind, 
he wasn't he the marriage meant nothing to him to the point where he moved on with his life. He had two other children once he came home, had two other children, had other relationships. Even when he went to jail this second time, he was in a relationship living with a woman. So the person that he married, a uh, quote unquote married in 2010 was not even a factor in his life for damn near the whole 10 years. He was free when, <coughs> excuse me, when he first came home. This person has played a, a major part in one of his daughter's lives. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, she feels as if she's her mom, I guess. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I really don't know. But my biggest issue with that situation is that I only, I only communicate and will forever have respect for or have dealings with his daughter's mothers. That's it. This ex, quote unquote, ex-wife or whatever she wants to be, I don't have to deal with her. I don't have to respect her. I don't have to have any type of dealings with her whatsoever. And I'm saying this because... She continuously, continuously says to this child that she's a fish, she's the one who's officially married to her daddy and they never got a divorce. So I'm putting it out here today for everyone to hear because I know that she listens. I am not a dumb female. I am not a desperate female. I do not have to put myself in any type of predicament to be with a man whatsoever. I love my husband. I love my man. True enough. But let's be clear. I would never put myself into a situation knowingly to be stupid. Um... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the PSI, but when it is time for you to get sentenced, there is a PSI report that's done. It's called a probation something something report. Well, what this report does, it actually runs your entire background, um, all your criminal history, and this is how they determine your offense level. This is how they determine your sentencing. They look at everything that you've done, all your history. They, they pull all this up. Every part of your business, your family, who your mama is, your daddy is, your sisters, your brothers, where they live, how old they are, they investigate everything about you, okay? Well, within that PSI, they ask him about his former relationships. He has to tell them who he had kids by, when he had these kids, how old he was when he had these kids, if these people are still together or whatever. He actually told the federal government that in 2010, he was married. But the government came back and said that they could find no records of him ever being married. Um, He also said that he was separated for this person, been separated for this person for over 15 years. Um, and when we start having communication about us getting married and different things like that, I continuously kept asking him, whatever happened with this marriage? Whatever happened with this marriage? And he's like, well, baby, you know, I didn't sign anything. I do know we had like the little jail wedding and different things like that, but I really don't feel like it was a official type of situation. 
So I did my due diligence because A, I'm not going to marry somebody who's married. Okay. I'm not going to marry somebody who legally on paper is saying that this is, that this is somebody else's husband. And clearly it's also against the law. Okay. He's already in jail. I'm not trying to help him get more charges. So I did my due diligence. I looked everywhere. Um, by me owning a business and by me used to um, manage different clubs, I have this thing called instant checkmate. It runs background checks. It tells you everything about everybody, your legal issues, if you have liens, if you are married, who you married to, your affiliations, your associates, your family members, your cell phone numbers, the cell phone companies, every house that you ever lived in. It's an extensive background check. Um, and I checked his background and her background, no marriage license, check the state of Georgia, no marriage license. So at that point, me and him discussed it and we went and proceeded to what we wanted to do. Now, yes, during COVID, there was no visitation. There was no, um, nobody could get married. When, when COVID, when the restrictions came up from COVID, one of my episodes, I talked about how the chaplain said she had like 400 and something weddings because all these people were trying to get married who couldn't get married during COVID. Um, and our situation was pretty much the same thing. My friend Demita got ordained. She performed our ceremony over the phone, same way Remy Ma and Papoose did, same way several other people have done over the phone or through video call. And we said our vows. I have explained several times that, hey, you know, we never really got to officially sign our paperwork or anything like that because of COVID, because him transferring all these different things. But we did say our vows and we have been sticking to our vows. Um, so to continuously have this pathetic ass woman try to beat into the heads of a 11 year old that she's still his wife and they never divorced. It's just ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous to me and it's disrespectful. And I will say that that has been one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with. Um, when it came down to me bringing his children, because I needed for, I needed to be understood who I am to this man. There's no tiptoeing around it. There's no saying it just because this, like I need it to be understood from, for all parties involved, who I am to this man. These kids need to know who I am to this man. I understand that they are children, but I deserve that respect as well. If it's any other thing outside of that, then it's a problem. So to have this woman still say this, and, and the thing that gets me, guys, and I'm I'm really, really putting it out there. I'm putting it out there because I'm tired. I'm putting it out there because I've been very transparent this whole entire podcast, and I know this crazy-ass dizzy bitch listens. So I want her to hear this. Stop playing with me. Stop coming for me and stop delivering messages through an 11-year-old. You are pathetic, okay? There is no way on God's green earth that I am still going to claim a man that I have not touched in over 15 years. When this man came home from jail, he did not stay with this lady that long. He moved on with his life. He had two kids when he came home. He had relationships. He lived with people. This man did not go back that way. 
even when he was incarcerated, when he was on the street for them 10 years before this incarceration, he was still somebody else's man. He was still out here doing his own thing. So now in 2023, from 2019 to 2023, for you to keep tolerant about this is my husband, this is my husband, lady, please stop. You sound like a clown. You sound like a clown. If you love his daughter and you've had relationships with his daughter, love his daughter and have relationship with his daughter. One thing about me, I'm not trying to take anybody's place to steal kids from anybody. I'm just me. Even when the kids were saying, you know, well, this is our new stepmom. No, I'm just Rashida. I'm just Rashida. I'm, I'm not trying to be anything other than me. I'm still going to love y'all. I'm still going to be there for y'all. I'm still going to, you know, show you all the love and respect. I'm going to respect your mothers, all of that. But I'm not trying to take anybody's place and steal anybody's position. And I literally <laughs> just got so pissed off because I'm like, who is this pathetic ass woman that's still talking about this is my husband, this is my husband from 2010? This man ain't slept with you. He ain't been around you. He did not live with you before he even got into this situation. He moved on with his his life. Had two kids outside of that situation. But because he's moved on and he's with me and you see he's happy and you see I'm a different breed of a female because I'm not going to play with this lady. You're you're constantly saying stupid shit to a child and this child is now saying it to me, which I have a problem with as well because you're you're planting a seed for me not to be respected. And that's where... It's a no-go for me. So I definitely said to myself, does this lady want to keep coming for me? I'm going to oblige. I'm going to oblige, but you got to be careful what you're asking for because you sound like a clown and you're pathetic to me. You're pathetic to me. This man has moved on with his life way before I came into the picture. And you're still talking about this is my husband. This is my husband. Let me tell you guys something. Her quote unquote marriage really ain't no different than mine. Because even if you had it a jail, even if you stood in front of a chaplain, baby, there's no paperwork that says that you're actually married to this man nowhere. And if it is, you can wetlock, you can email wetlock chronicles podcast at gmail.com. Let me get that paperwork. Since you keep talking about he's never fully, fully divorced you, and th- let, send me that paperwork so I can get that paperwork signed for you. Please. Please. You sound crazy. I have definitely put it on the line to all my listeners out there. Like, yes, we did say our vows. Yes, we did do all this on the phone. Yes, we did do all this. And we have not officially signed our paperwork, but we will. Either way it goes, that's still my husband. He's we're we're, we're we we still doing what we do. When he comes home, if he got a, whatever he got to sign and need to be signed, he gonna sign it, and we are gonna move on with our lives and be happy and do what we need to do. You have no kids with this man, period. So you are non-factor to me. So in the midst of me trying to be the good spouse. And make everything possible that I can for him. I got to hear this type of bullshit from a child. From a child. 
I'm not going to take nothing out on her. We still had a great time because it's not her fault. It's not her fault. These are kids. And when I felt some type of way, I explained it to him. I talked to him. We had a conversation about it. And respectfully, I will say I was kind of shocked. Respectfully, his other kids, mom, we had a very respectful conversation. And I even told my best friend I was kind of shocked because for a long time, I felt some type of way even about that because of the disrespect that came my way in the very beginning of our relationship. Shit that I just ain't never dealt with. Guys, you have to remember every relationship that I've had, I never had baby mama and baby daddy type of drama. Never, ever, ever, ever. This is the first for me. So respectfully, we had a conversation and the conversation basically was like, listen, you know, these are my kids. You know what I'm saying? We, I have moved on. He has moved on. He is with you now. You know, these kids just have to get used to it and understand. So I've been enjoying my time with them, enjoying being around them, you know, and I'm, and I told my best friend yesterday, I said, you know, overall, I'm really happy that this transition has, has been going on. You know, I talk to them all the time. They call me all the time. We're building our own little relationship. And I, I really, really, really commend their moms for that because I know that it's a difficult situation. I'm a new person. Um, and like I said, a lot of lines were blurred in the beginning. And, and I found out, you know, what was going on a, a year or so later. I was pissed off at the time when I found out and you guys know that, but we have been doing what we need to do to make sure that these kids get to see their dad, be around their dad and form some kind of respectful relationship with me. And I'm all for it. We had a great weekend. Um, who three kids at one time, guys, it was a lot. It was a lot, but we had fun and I tried to, you know, get them the best experience that I could. You know, we spent the night. We had a great, we had a great time for those two days. And he was very, very appreciative. He loved those girls. And my, the visits wasn't even about me. <laughs> the visits was not even about me. I got my hug and my kiss in the beginning, my hug and my kiss towards the end, but everything was about those little girls. And I mean, I cannot blame him. I can, I definitely cannot blame him, but it takes a village. It takes a team. And like I said, I'm all for it because as a girl who lost her dad 11 years ago, you know, in, in, inside of a prison system, I would never, ever, ever keep a kid away from their father. I'm going to do everything that I have to do to make that possible because the Lord knows I go through hell and back to be able to see mine for one, for one, one day. It, for one minute, one hour, one day, whatever you want to give me, I'll take it. Um, so that has been my, my past month is editing this podcast, getting through these different things, um, being sick for two weeks, trying to just navigate through being sick. This horrible, horrible news of my husband getting sent to the shoe trying to get his kids to see him as much as he can. I have had a busy, 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 busy month. Um, when I got home on, on Sunday, I slept all day Monday, all day Tuesday. I tried to kind of unpack my bags, clean out my car, you know, just try to get things back in order for myself. 
And today I was like, I have to drop an episode because it's time. It's been a month and I have a lot of content <laughs> to put out there. But yes, um, it has been an amazing thing and a beautiful thing to be able to spend time with his kids. Um, I, I took a lot of pictures because I want to be able to, you know, save those moments for him. But I took a lot of pictures. And in the process of me taking a lot of pictures, I I sent um I sent one of the baby moms um a lot of the pictures that I had took. I posted some of the pictures on social media and it's so crazy, guys. Like the kind of personality that I have and the woman that I am, I'm telling you when I say I am very respectful of all things because I live by respect. I respect is extremely big for me. I also once again um know firsthand what my best friend went through when her kids dad went to prison and you know he had you guys heard the last episode. He you know it came out about another woman and just all these different type of things and I watched her go through a very very hard time with that. So I try to be very respectful on my end because as a woman, I don't ever want to make another woman feel any type of way because I don't want that karma. Um and I posted these pictures because I was really excited about the weekend that we had. Um, and I wanted to share those moments and I literally got on the phone with my best friend and I was like, you know, how would you have felt, you know, about your kids being posted and things like that? Because me being on social media and looking at different things, you know, these celebrities be going at it when the baby mama, the, the baby daddy, done moved on with somebody else and he kicking it with the new girlfriend and the kids and the baby mama's like, don't be posting my kids on social media and all these type of things. So I started thinking about that and I asked her opinion on it and she was like, you know, I probably would have had a problem with my kids being posted. I mean, because it's fresh, it's new, you know, and <coughs> I too had second thoughts about it because I was like, I'm not trying to pour salt on a wound. I'm not trying to throw anything in anybody's face because again, this is something new for all parties included. Um, And when me and her talked about it, you know, my whole thing was, I don't ever want to make a person feel like how you felt. I don't ever want another woman to feel a certain type of way because I too know what it feels like when you love a guy and he done moved on with somebody else and you probably thought it would never happen been there and done that myself I'm a woman I've been through things so I went to social media and I just took the pictures down I said you know what respectfully until we get to a point where this is okay and and it could very well still be okay but I know this is new and this is fresh um respectfully I said I'm just gonna take these down I have these moments to myself. I've sent the pictures, you know, to, to one of the baby mamas. And, you know, I took the pictures to be able to save these moments. So, you know, when he does come home, he can see the transition. I can send him the pictures and different things like that. But respectfully, I just took them down. Because, again, I have no kids. I don't know what that feels like. And I didn't want to be selfish or insensitive to somebody else's feelings, which is a great step for me. Because at one point, honestly, I didn't give a damn because I felt disrespected. And I have said so many times, once I get disrespected, all bets is off. But I had to step outside myself and realize 
how people felt, the different things that they felt, what they might have gone through. And the fact that my husband was not 100% honest in the beginning to anybody. Which, of course, you know, I found out two years later. And you guys, if you remember that episode. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting um, month. And I wouldn't trade the process for nothing in the world. I'm very, very glad that I've got to be around his kids and I'm getting to know his kids. Um, I think it's adorable that they call me, that we talk, you know, they, they, every weekend they want to try to do something. Christmas is coming up. You know, I'm telling them get their Christmas list and stuff together because I'm going to do what I can do from my end for him. He's in a position where he can't do but so much for his kids. And that's where I come in at. And I'm going to do my best to help facilitate whatever, you know, for him. Um, so it's been a it's been an interesting month. It's been a great transition. Um, I think eventually things will, you know, even out and it'll get it'll smooth itself out. You know, I, I have to give credit to my best friend because she constantly kept trying to tell me, like, you know, Rashida, I feel like things are gonna work out. I know things are gonna work out, but you have to understand how this person may feel because I can only tell you how I felt when I was in this situation. Um that helped me understand the other side a lot. Because again, I don't have children. I don't know what that bond is like with a man. I don't know what it feels like, you know, when you realize like the, the person that you thought you were going to be with, that you have kids with, you have this family, and now this is turning into something else. But again, I could get two fucks about this other woman who has no kids with him that was with him 15 plus years ago that's still trying to hold on to a relationship that he let go of 30 days damn near when he first came home over what uh 13 14 15 years ago um and i just wanted to get on here and address that because a i know she listens b stop playing with me and c I've always been transparent to you listeners and to this podcast. And I'm quite sure some of you women out there who are married, you know, in my same situation have had to deal with that too, have had to deal with the baby mamas or the bitter ex-girlfriend, the bitter wife or, or a bitter ex-wife or whatever. And I just don't have time for it. You know, I have a lot of things going on, a lot of positive things going on. My man has never made me feel like anything other than what I feel like on a daily basis when I'm with him. If it was something different, I would not be with him. So um, with all that being said, y'all just pray for him because he his disciplinary hearing is coming up. I do not know when. I'm just hoping and praying that, you know, he gets to stay where he is. He doesn't lose any of his privileges um, because he's really in a great, 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 great place, um, especially for his kids and his family. You know, he got two parents, elderly parents that are in their 90s. And, you know, he, he doesn't, they don't have a lot of time. And by him being close to them, they can feel that closeness. As crazy as it sounds, you can feel it. You can feel it. It feels different when they're 8, 12, 13, 15, 20 hours away. It really, really does. 
So just keep him in your prayers, guys, and hope that everything works out. I'm not going to get into why he's in the hole. It wasn't anything like crazy. He didn't kill nobody, stab nobody. He ain't on meth or doing nothing crazy like that. So um, <laughs> just keep him in your prayers and just hopes for his kids' sake and his family's sake. Um that he gets to stay where he is because he's been doing so well. He's accomplished so much. Um, Even my mom was just really, really hurt and disappointed when I told her, you know, that he was in the shoe and things like that. Um, But luckily, even during that, he's still been able to get visits, which has been amazing. He's still been able to use the phone. Um, He's actually out of minutes now. They don't reboot into the 10th. So he's still able to do certain things, and that has been a blessing in disguise. So I truly, truly, truly um would love and appreciate, you know, for you guys to keep him in your prayers. And whew, it's been a crazy month, guys. It definitely has been a crazy month. But I appreciate all you guys who have continuously kept listening and tuning in numbers have still been going up listens have still been going up please 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 do not forget to rate and comment on this podcast it is so so important if you leave a review if you rate um that just helps it just 100 helps but again i thank you guys so 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 much Again, season four, episode one is now officially on the Wetlock Chronicles podcast YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Patreon. Um, you get so many different perks when you subscribe to Patreon. And just keep listening, guys. Just keep listening. I appreciate you guys so much. Again, this is season four, episode two. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, Email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. Okay, guys, I got to recap for a moment. After I did my editing, um, listening back, <clears throat> I need to correct a few things. Um, As far as this delusional um, female, the actual so-called marriage was supposed to take place in 2006 i kept saying 2010 because my husband was released in 2010 but um i pulled i, I of course i have all his property and stuff so i have his psi report and i took it upon myself after um <clears throat> after i was I'm not going to say confronted because, again, this was a kid. But um, there was a comment that was made while we was on the road going to see him. Um, his his youngest daughter was basically 
just saying, you know, oh, you know, you married my dad, my dad remarried you and things like that. And the 11 year old who continuously gets coerced by this delusional ass woman made a comment about, you know, well, my dad officially married such and such and they never divorced. And this, this comment has been said on multiple occasions. And clearly as I'm talking and you guys are listening, you know damn well that an 11-year-old is not going to say officially this and officially that. So I know exactly where it came from. Um, And when I got home, I, I really tried to overlook it because it's a child that said it. But I then I had to sit and think to myself, I know how women can be. I know how you can say different things because you want different things repeated or you can plant these type of seeds um, in these kids' heads or whatever. So I went into my garage and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull up his PSI. And I don't have to prove anything to a child, but I literally pulled up his PSI. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go through this because I I, I know what the PSI said. And um, under his um, the investigation, as I explained to you before... It says the defendant reported he's married such and such. I'm not going to say her name, such and such, such and such in 2006 in Fulton County, Georgia. The U.S. probation officer was unable to verify this information as a request for verification was not returned. Um, return court documents. Um, it also says that uh, the defendant was incarcerated from 1996 to November 10th. He currently says that he is separated. No children have been born within the union. So I wanted to read that um, <clears throat> because I want to make this very clear. This is the feds. This is the federal government. This is the feds. <laughs> if you guys know anything about the federal government, when they want something, when they need to find something, when they need to investigate something, they have no problem. The federal government has taken down many people with a 99.9 conviction rate. There's nothing that the feds can't find out. So with that being said, if the feds could not find this marriage, this proof of marriage, lady, please. Um, after extensive background checking and, and looking up under both him and her information, Fulton County, um, the background check that I did, extensive background check that I did, none of this information was found. Um, and I did that for a reason, because if you keep coming for me, I'm obliging this invitation. If you have this paperwork and you're so officially married to this man, let me see the paperwork. Let me see the paperwork. It's not going to matter to me because I know like he knows that situation will be dissolved when he does come home. Just like we will officially sign out all our stuff when he does come home. Um, I have my reasonings for why I'm not, why I, why I reconsider signing. Um, if you are a avid listener, you know that I wanted to make sure I had a lot of my things in order first before we actually legally signed because I do own a lot of things. I do have several businesses. I do have other things that's going on. Um, I have to think to myself, 
how his relationships with his kids, moms, and the things that he has going on, such as restitution, and you know, if if he ever gets child support, all of his business will affect mine. So we have a lot of things that we really have to cover and and talk about extensively before we actually make that move. So again, none of this information has been produced. None of it has been found. Um, as I said before, her, her quote unquote marriage in 2006 really had holds no weight to me. Um, same way she feels like she took her vows and they did the same thing. We did the same thing. And as crazy as it sounds, I'm not trying to compare the two because it's totally, totally different. Um, even down to him coming home, you know, I know a lot of people listening or even some of my friends when we have these deep conversations, my situation and my relationship with my husband is nothing like hers. So nowhere in it am I saying to myself, well, dang, you know, he did this in 2006. Well, in 2006, um, he had, he was 20-something years old, first of all. Second of all, um, when he came home, he lived his life. He lived his life and did what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it. And if you chose to still hold on to this man through two babies and other relationships, that's on you. But you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to keep coming for me. And you're not going to use a child to deliver these sick messages. Um, I'm going to repeat it again. This man came home in 2010. Barely stayed with this woman 30 days or less. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, come home, have two kids. Build relationships with other people. His last daughter's mom was the last relationship he had, who he was living with. Um, so ma'am, you have come second in almost every situation since this man came home. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Cause this is not what you really, really want. It's pathetic to use a child to keep continuously claiming a, let me tell you something. I'm not claiming to do after a year. Okay. Once we break up, I've washed my hands, but I'm definitely cl not claiming a man I haven't slept with in over 15 years. That's a different type of psychopath, in my opinion. But again, you continuously kept coming for me. And I, I just really said, you know, and I actually told him, I told him if he was not willing to check the situation, I would do it for him because I deserve that. I deserve for my relationship to be defended and protected and being that this is what she want to do, this is what we going to do. So, um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to clarify that because I continuously kept saying 2010, but this was the 2006 when this, um, quote unquote marriage was supposed to happen. Um, and here we are 2023 and she is still talking about my husband, my husband, my husband, Lord have mercy. We all need to say a prayer for her um, more than anything because never in my life have I even witnessed nor heard of anything like this. Um, it does not affect me. It doesn't affect my relationship with him. It's just a simple fact that you are disrespectful bitch and you keep playing and I don't think you understand who you're actually playing with. And I hate that I have to 
address this on my podcast there's so many other positive things i could be talking about you know this is a podcast about love about relationships about being in the prison system the ups and downs the highs the lows and you know how to get through it and navigate through it when you're in a relationship it's so many other things i could be talking about but i definitely 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 had to address this and like i said if you want to talk about it if you want to converse about it if you want to send your paperwork through you can email me at wetlock chronicles podcast at gmail.com trust me i will respond and that's all that i have guys again i had to jump on here and just clarify the date i continuously said 2010 and i meant 2006 smooches now it's time to jump into our shout outs Of course, you know, I had to jump into my shout outs. Um, I definitely want to shout out Michelle, Demita, and Farah again for joining me for season four's episode one. I really, really look forward to you ladies coming back on the show. Um, we had an amazing time, a very um authentic and genuine time. I appreciate you ladies so, 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 so much. Um, I definitely want to shout out... Um, my husband's kids' mothers um, for just trusting um, trusting me with their children, for one, especially being that I am just coming around them um, and for them to actually be okay with them staying an entire weekend in a whole nother state um, to make sure that their father got to see them. So I definitely want to shout them out because again, as I said before, this is new for everybody and I just appreciate their cooperation um, in making that happen and being comfortable with it happening and allowing me to actually build relationships with their kids. So major shout out to them. I appreciate them 100% wholeheartedly. Um Definitely want to shout out my sister, Mo. Listen, Mo has held me down all month long. She she held me down when I got ready to do my season four, um, episode one, the visual side. She actually was the one that provided all of the refreshments um, for that actual event because she couldn't come. So she wanted to do something, some kind of way. My entire time I was sick, she texted me every day. She checked on me every single day. And I so appreciate her for that because I was really down bad, guys. I really, really was. Um, And I definitely want to shout out her daughter, my niece, Queen, because Queen actually came through at the last minute. Even though I was pressed for time, she came through at the last minute and made some t-shirts for my husband's kids. So the plan was that we were supposed to show up on Sunday at visitation with these t-shirts on. And the back of the t-shirt said Duffy Girls um, because that's his last name. And each one of them had a number, like one, two, three on the back of the shirt. I had a shirt as well. So I so appreciate her for coming through at the la literally the last minute. I mean, like the day before 
um getting those shirts ready unfortunately i had to get up so early and get the kids and maneuver around that i didn't have time to stop and get the shirt so i will be getting them this week um so that they can have them whenever we do our next visit i definitely want to shout out um Can cosmo I forgot to say her name. I forgot to say her name on season four, episode one. If you watch the visual side, um, she's the one that provided the samples of this amazing lip gloss. And um, I totally, I talked about it, but I forgot to put her Instagram handle on there. So I definitely want to shout her out for coming through and providing this amazing um, natural lip gloss for my guest and it's at d-y-c-a-n-c-o-s-m-o thank you girl so much again i appreciate you for immediately sending me these amazing samples um and of course i want to shout out queens nails in alabama for <laughs> whoo for that quick walk-in i did with these three girls and myself to get this this amazing spa treatment. They were really really gracious, really really nice. Um when we when we came in there, the girls had a good time getting their um getting their nails and their feet done. The baby couldn't do nothing but stop laughing because our feet were getting tickled so much, but we walked in and 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 they just made sure they took care of us, stopped just stopped everything they was doing. Um, and made sure that those girls were taken care of. So major shout out to them as well. And of course, to all of you who listen, who spread the word, who subscribe, um, and who keep listening, even when I have been having these spacious moments. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wetlock Chronicles podcast and subscribing and listening. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. This will be, I'm coming up on year two. I didn't think it was going to get this far. I'm loving how far I've come. As I said before, I have a home studio now. I have one or two new things that I need to add, but everything is coming along amazing. And it's you guys that continuously kept pushing me, even on times where I just wanted to give up on the podcast because of the things that I was going through personally, even within my marriage. And you guys kept me going. You guys made me realize that my story is something that needs to be told. I share this same story with so many of you out there. The good, the bad, the ugly, the drama, and everything. Um, As I said before, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to be transparent, just like I did on this episode. Somebody else has experienced this and has gone through this and probably never, ever got to say how they really, really felt. And I'm here to do that. So I thank you guys so much again for tuning in and listening. And this is season four, episode two. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles. YouTube, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Quick.
quick update, guys. Please do not forget to subscribe to the Wetlock Chronicles podcast, YouTube channel, and Patreon. Also, guys, I know I keep beating this into your head, but please make sure you rate and review this podcast. You can find all those links into the show notes. If you are a Apple listener, you can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show and see where it says rate and review. Spotify, you can rate, but you cannot review. But either way, please, guys, make sure you rate and review this show. It is so important to the podcast. Also, I have a new thing, guys, that you guys can participate in. It's a part of their interacting. You can leave me a voice message. Leave me a voice message. Your voice message will be heard on the next episode following your message. So all you have to do is go to the show notes and you will see the link in there where it will say leave a message and there will be a link up under that. You can click that. It'll take you straight to where you can leave a message. And like I said, I will play your messages. You can leave your comments, your questions, um, share your input, advice, whatever you want to do. You can leave me a voice message and I will play it on the following episode. Fed Up Wives will be doing a holiday drive coming up. You know, Thanksgiving is coming, Christmas is coming, and I definitely love to give back. I do it all the time. I don't really talk about it as much um, because sometimes I feel like doing a good deed is nothing to brag about or talk about. You just do it, um, and that should be fulfillment enough. But I will be doing a holiday drive um, during the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday. I haven't decided how, when, and where yet but I will keep you guys posted. Last but not least, please make sure you guys follow. My best friend just started her event planning business. I'm so excited for her, guys. So make sure you follow her on Instagram at Petals Events Atlanta. And that's petals like rose petals. So Petals Events Atlanta. Make sure you follow her. Um... I definitely will be um, partnering up with her when it comes to certain events like weddings and anniversaries and birthdays because, of course, you guys know I do custom cakes. And if you would like to follow me on my custom cake page, it is Caked, C-A-K-E-D by Rashida. Um, Follow me. Follow me. You can check out my work. If you have any questions, you can shoot me a DM. Of course, you can leave me a message. And that is all that I have, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 2. I know it's been a minute. I miss you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. I know I don't have to tell you this all the time, but I choose to. Thank you guys again for supporting this podcast. We are going on two years in January. I appreciate you guys. Mwah! Wetlock Chronicles Podcast is a product of 1329 Media and Productions, RT Brand LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Hosted by myself, Rashida Johnson Duffy, executive produced by myself and Michael Extra Mike Duffy, audio, visual, and engineered by myself and Greg Shower III, and theme song provided by It's Loyalty. It's been a vibe, fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever alive If you wanna run, just tell me
first impression and I can't lie Cats with flying colors, every test what they implies Locked in for the long run, no bunnies ever alive If you wanna run, just tell me now, bunny and Clyde Been on lock, you know I'm chained with you Last name, I'm tryna change, be all in a frame with you Know we picture perfect, uh, say that it ain't worth it But it's working for us, but what they be talking about Not knowing what I bond about Sunset, set the mood with you, ain't tryna bond out it's whatever space between the two, but long as we together Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever Since when we begin, it feel like you really made it It's been a vibe, fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies Locked in for the long run, no bunnies ever lied If you wanna run, just tell me now, bunny and Clyde Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies